Why can't I laugh? Oh, you can. You can. Okay, um, Joe. thanks very much for coming down uh, to give us some of your time. Mm. And so I just wanted to talk about some of the characters and yourself um, with regard to your involvement in Angel and May. Mm -hmm. So um, I understand you've been in uh, community theatre for some time. And I was just wondering, you know, just um, in terms of all the different roles that you've played over the years, um, which, were, which role in particular... Um, did you find the most satisfying? Mm. I've been in community theatre for about 40 years um, and probably out of all the roles I've played, Hyacinth Bucket or Bouquet, <laughs> um, as she's known, was probably the one I enjoyed the most. She's such a larger-than-life character. Um, so, yeah, I had lots of fun doing that one. Um, were there skills or roles that you felt you could sort of transfer from your theatrical experience um, and particularly you know sort of relating them back to the characters that you were actually playing in Angel and May? Yeah uh, look um, accents in particular um, a lot of the roles I've done over the years have had different sorts of accents and um, also when you actually go for auditions you do cold reads and you know sort of you've got to be up there bring life to a character that you've actually never seen before um, and so you've got to have no shame when you do it. You've just got to get out there and do the best you can. And those skills have really helped with this. Um, and you've been, um, I think, I'm trying to remember, but I think you were involved in um, the series from about episode five when the Rudy character first appeared. Um, and uh, obviously we're still uh, very much learning about how we were going to do this at that stage. Uh, and what, so, you know, when this thing came out of the blue, um, what did you think when you were first asked to contribute? Mm. Initially, I was a little bit reluctant. Um, I wasn't doing anything at the time, so I thought, eh, why not give it a go? Um, I wondered what it was all about. Um, but look, I came along, everybody was lovely, I really enjoyed it. It's a fascinating process. Um, and yeah, it's been getting better and better as we've gone along. So, so you primarily play um, two characters. Um, well, you do do other small parts as well, but you know the the, the two main characters that you play um, repeatedly are Rudy and a, a Doctor Seaton. Mm -hmm. So, of these two characters, which one do you think you relate to the most? Look. I relate to Dr Seaton the most simply because she's a doctor and I used to be a nurse. So with the medical background, I can sort of um, just, it just makes more sense to me. Rudy is military, which I've got no experience in. And um, so, yeah, Dr Seaton is the one that I tend to relate to a little bit more. So, uh, with, with respect to that character, we don't really know much about Dr. Seaton because she's only really appeared a couple of times, but perhaps you could tell our listeners a little bit more about that character. Okay. So, um, Dr. Seaton is Rudy's friend. They were both in the military together. Um, and once Rudy ended up working in New London, she actually contacted Dr Seaton to actually join the team. Um, as she was a trauma specialist, um, it was a perfect fit. And Dr Seaton was free at the time, so, yeah, it worked out well. Um, so you play Dr Seaton with, um, 
an Irish accent, and I just wondered if there was any particular reason why that was the case. Uh, Irish because, you know, it's a soft, caring accent and also it's one that I can maintain and don't drop out, which is always a good thing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, now, moving on, um, you, you mainly, and this is your main role, is you play this character Rudy or... Uh, her full name is Martina Rudetsky, and she she runs the Royal and Cherry Blue Storms, which is this um, regiment of uh, children, I suppose, or adult young adults who are associated with the inn. And it, she's a bit of a mysterious character because we just see her in her sort of role as a military commander, so we don't really see much about her background and where she comes from. So I was wondering if you could just sort of. Uh, perhaps tell us a little bit about the key elements in her life and how she came to be involved. Okay. So Rudy's 41. She was born in 2034. She joined the Space Force, Defence Force, in 2054. Um, so she was in there for, what, uh, five years and she got injured on the moon in a freak accident and she was honourably discharged in 2059. Um she was then looking for work elsewhere. She ideally would have preferred to go, go back to Earth, but that wasn't, you know, sort of a possibility. There was nothing available, so she answered an ad for Gander, who needed a security chief. Um, she took the job, they became good friends, and the rest is hit history. Um, Gander wanted um, the security force built up, and Rudy had noticed that there were all these homeless street kids so she suggested bringing them into the group and training them, giving them a home, food, and it was a win-win situation for everybody. So that's how the Royal and Cherry Blue Storm started. Their first action was in 2062 in Palace, which was successful. So when Angel and May starts, they've been going for quite a long time um, because the first episode sets it, is set in 2075. So Cherry Blues have been around for a long time. So what challenges do you face when playing Rudy? Uh, all Rudy's technical talk. Because she's the commander, the military commander, she's got to be level-headed, calm. Um, she can't express a lot of emotion because it's not suitable for her character. She needs to stay focused and be strong for all her troops. So um, Rudy has a son, Jude, and, and he first came into the picture in the Mirror House episode, and we don't really know much about his background or their relationship or anything about that. Um, and, um, you know, it's kind of slightly intriguing because you kind of wonder, well, how would a military commander end up with a child and why would that child be, be in New London? So I was wondering if you could perhaps, um, you know, tell us a little bit more about how you see that uh, happening. Mm. Um, Rudy had Jude on the moon. Um, her partner was in the Space Defence Force as well, but he was killed in action. Um, after Rudy's accident, because um, Jude was then about, I think he was about three, um, Rudy decide to, decided to um, look for work elsewhere because she knew that the gravity on the moon wasn't good for Jude. So Earth was out, um, whereas New London had 0.8G, so um, she jumped at the chance to actually have Jude in a much better environment for him. Um, so, yeah, that's how they ended up um, in New London. And, yeah, 
They've the been there for years. <laughs> mm, yeah. So um, we're we're currently on the, in the process of writing season three, and was I was sort of kind of wondering what developments would you like to see relating particularly to your characters? Mm. Mainly Rudy. Rudy always seems to be talking technical talk. Um, I'd, I'd like to see more of her personal life and relationships with Gander, Angel and May to be explored because there really has to be more to her life than what we've seen so far um, because she has to be more than a military commander. There has to be more there. Well, that's a good, um, good point, actually, and it sort of spurs me on to thinking about um, trying to get some stories which would, would highlight more about Rudy. She's one of the, the principal characters which we we really don't know too much about. Um, so let's see what happens uh, going forward, really. Um, I, I can think of lots of different ways we can do that. But uh, anyway, look, thanks very much, Joanne, for your time. Appreciate it. Thank um, you. Yeah, I know these things can be a little bit um, stressy. Um, but anyway, and we look forward to hearing uh, uh, hearing you in season three of Angel of May, which will probably come out middle of next year. Thank you very much.